From New Orleans, Louisiana, it's Empirical's PowerTech Podcast. This is the place where we talk about bringing technology to the power industry. Our goal is to educate you on the most popular trends, bring you actionable strategies from industry thought leaders, and help you make sure your utility is prepared for the future. I'm your host, Matthew Sachs, president of Empirical, former utility engineer and power industry advocate. Hello, everyone. If you've ever been part of constructing transmission and distribution lines, you'll understand the frustration of this episode's topic. Picture a thick stack of drawings on the hood of a pickup, full of coffee stains, and it starts to rain. Some sheets are ripped out, waiting for the latest revisions from the engineer. Or maybe you're the engineer at the office, waiting expectantly for the latest status report because your management is hounding you to get details on the true status of your project and if it's really running on time. If you've been on either side of these two, I think you'll like what you'll hear in this episode of the PowerTech Podcast. Hey, it's Dave Mitchell. Thanks for listening to Empirical's PowerTech Podcast. Did you know that our core specialty is using 3D modeling and intelligent design tools to help you manage your projects? If you're curious about how 3D might save you money and improve the accuracy of your designs, visit Empirical.com. Scroll to 3D Strategy Planning Session and click Register Now for a free call with one of our certified specialists. We hope to talk to you soon. Our guest today is Kurt Traub. Kurt is the Vice President of Transmission and Distribution Line Engineering at Empirical Solutions, LLC, and he has spent his entire career designing and building power lines. He holds a degree in civil engineering and a master's in engineering management from the University of New Orleans. Kurt has experience working for a multi-state utility, and as a co-owner of Empirical, he has built their transmission and distribution line presence since the company's founding over 11 years ago. Kurt, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. As an expert in designing T&D lines, what were some of the big issues that you would see in the field once those designs begin to transition into the construction phase? One of the things I think is really obvious right from the start is just the lack of technology that's out in the field. You know, we develop a lot of technology in the engineering office, have these high-tech machines, have this 3D modeling, and have all these tools to use and automate. But when you go out to the field, we're still using paper designs. We're still using 2D drawings. We're still using big binders of paper that we are giving to our construction guys to build a line and be able to understand what we want them to build. From these models and everything else and putting them on 2D, I think we get a lot of loss in translation of what we're engineering versus what we want built. So I think there's a lot of avenues where we can get some more technology and better visualization out in the field. Now, why is that a problem you want it to solve? I mean, after all, that's kind of how we've been designing literally since forever. It's a proven method and paper is relatively inexpensive. So so what if if the prints get some coffee stains on them, they get a little wrinkled up, you lose a set, you go run another copy. What's the big deal? Yeah, it's really not the, the cost of the paper and everything. It's really just to paint a clearer picture to our contractors of what we want built. We have the technology now that we can give them 3D models. We can give them maps. We can give them a lot more information now that they have a real clear understanding of what we want built. So with that, you know, we have a lot of reduced risk. We're getting our bill of materials down 
to a structural location. So we're being optimized when we get out to the field that the construction crews know exactly what they need, where they need it, when they need it, and they can build things a lot quicker, faster. And, you know, we don't have a lot of the finger pointing on, you know, what they thought they were responsible for versus what they we thought they were responsible for. Well, and really the, the engineering's not changing a great deal. This is really a change in the construction methods, how, how that crew, how that foreman, how those responsible for that site, that contractor, um, how they're being tasked with building that line. It's really a change for them, how they're going to go about that work. That's correct. So what would owners of transmission, people that have the, the projects to go and build all these T&D lines, what are they going to stand to gain by going to a solution like this? Yeah, so the owners are going to have easier transition going from a design package to a construction package. There, there's not going to be as much questioning in the field. There's not going to be as much you know, who's responsible for what or, you know, what material we're using here. That transition is just going to go a lot smoother. You won't have as much risk on the owner. We're going to try to get as much information to these contractors all the way at the beginning in the bid stage. And so there's a clear picture of what we want built in the bid stage and not wait until we get to an IFC package to really show them what we want built. So there's a lot of automation we can do in the engineering world and and modeling that we can do in the engineering world that we could do a lot faster than we used to be able to do and get that in the bid stage so we're reducing that risk right from the beginning then wait until the end of the project to do it. Well, I'm hearing things like reduce risk and, and speed and a better way of building. I think anybody would agree those are things everybody always wants to achieve to, to optimize their, their transition from design into construction in, into delivering that project. So tell me, tell me what is the solution that you and your team developed in response to these issues that you had seen for so many years? So for the past year, we've been working on what we've calling uh, IKMZ, an intelligent KMZ. Everybody that's worked in transmission is familiar with a KMZ file that we can actually export from PLS CAD. Now what we're trying to do is get all that information that we see in our office as engineers in PLS CAD and get that information to the field so the guys in the field that are constructing it actually see all that information that we have in our PLS CAD model. So the IKMZ is taking that original KMZ that everybody's used to, but actually pulling all the intelligence from PLS CAD into that model. We're pulling drawings, we're pulling SAG charts, we're pulling all the information from there and putting it in a model so the guys in the field can now have a tablet or a computer and be able to access this, click on things, pull up drawings at that structural location, pull up a bill of materials at that structural location, all from a tablet and not have to fumble through hundreds and hundreds of pages of paper that we send them. And those drawings you're referring to are the actual engineer drawings that normally would have been that, that giant stack of paper. That's what's on their tablet. That's correct. We're putting it out in the cloud so they can access it from a touch of a button through a link. So any revisions that are made, we can automatically change out that revision and put that out in the cloud so they always get the latest drawing. We're also separating the drawings to and putting them in the location that they're needed in Google Earth. So when they click, they're clicking at that structure and they get in the drawing of that structure that they click on and not having to fumble through 600 pages of drawings. So right then and there, we can see, especially as you start building out a transmission line, you're getting further and further away from whatever home base is, whether it's the lay down yard or, or where the crew started. So certainly that set of prints is going to stay at one location or be right. with one person. So if anybody else needs that information, they're out of luck. So right then and there, being able to pull anything up on that tablet, wherever you are on that line, it could be multiple people, right? Absolutely. And then even from there, we're going to create inspection forms. The typical way of doing it is a guy out in the field is filling out inspection forms, and we're trying to keep those inspection forms to the end of the project. Now what we want to do is actually fill out the inspection forms either on a computer 
or fill it out the traditional way and take a picture of it and upload it back to that structural location. So we organize and keep the document management of those forms in the same file structure as our structures out there. And it'd be a lot easier to, I guess, capture all those documents at the end of a project. And normally in, in a traditional case, that all would have been done at the end. You're hoping you have from the very first to the very last, which could have been literally more than a year before, Correct. When that pole, that line was strung, whatever the case may be. So somebody's had to keep all those documents for all that time before they kind of do their final, I guess, collection and, and assembly of all that. Now you're getting it literally in real time. Mm-hmm. You're getting to kind of uh, store that in whatever document management tool you prefer, right. but almost in that real time as well. Exactly. And then if anything comes up out in the field and we have to access those documents, anybody can do it from anywhere. The owner can do it from their office. The engineer can do it from their office because it's all out in the cloud and we can access that information right away. The other thing we're doing is construction status. You know, we're having our guy out in the field, our construction manager, you know, change the status of the project as it's happening out in the field. Either we're staying in the pole, we're stringing wire, we're actually changing that status in the model, and it happens in real time. So anybody back in the office, owner, engineer, construction, whatever, accesses the file, they're going to get the latest status of that day. Okay, so I haven't done T-line or distribution line design, but anybody that's done any kind of design knows there's always a change, right? No matter how much you research it, whatever you plan for, there's always some contingency in the field that just wasn't known or some kind of change out there you have to take in a case. So you're 20, 30% along into this, but then the design has to change. How does, how does this tool come into play in a case like that? Yeah, so we've automated the tool. So when we change the design, you know, all we do is run it through this macro that we developed and it'll automatically change the KMZ. And with, so within the touch of a button, a couple of hours probably, we made that change. And then the, the field has that latest change right then and there. And again, all the drawings are getting revised and getting set up into the cloud. So they, when you click on the link the next time, they get in a revised drawing. Well, that's great because not only do you know that everybody's working off the latest and greatest drawing, but that's reduced downtime for the crew. So there's where you're saving some costs right off the bat because that crew time out in the field when they're standing idle is expensive in a hurry. And we're reducing the risk because in the traditional way of doing things, you're sending an email with that revised drawing hoping that the guys in the field take that revised drawing, go and rip it out the old books, put in a new drawing and make sure that it's getting built to that revised drawing. A lot of times, you know, that wouldn't happen and now the line got built to the first rev instead of the latest rev. I think what's neat too is you know, almost any line being built is far, far away from wherever the engineer is sitting in the office. So any kind of uh, inspection, any kind of review, just checking up on the job is going to be a day or more of travel, plus all of that associated cost, uh, not to mention just uh, the travel time as well. So now they've got it at their fingertips, literally can grab a cup of coffee, check in every morning with their project at lunchtime, whatever the case may be. And they literally are up to date. Funny you mention that because that was one of the reasons I really wanted to push for this because I was tired of getting those construction status reports on a biweekly basis that are 12, 14 pages and trying to read through it to figure out what exactly has been built and what hasn't. So, yeah, now that we can go in there, just open up a KMZ or actually just have that KMZ open on your desktop and have it sync every couple of hours or every couple of minutes, whatever it is, and you're getting real-time status on your desktop in a 3D visual image is really exciting. Now you mentioned the the line design comes out of PLS CAD, which mm-hmm. is a pretty safe assumption given given 
how widespread that is across our industry. Is there any other special software that they need besides Google Earth to make this happen? No, um, we're running it right now through an Excel program, just a macro to kind of merge the KMZ and the PLSCAD model together. But once we run that macro, we are basically given out a KMZ, which anybody can open up with the free version of Google Earth. And have you actually done this on a, on a real project, or has it just been a, a test in the office? We've had one project that we've done it on. We're starting a second project with it now that we're going to run full-blown with it, with a construction manager with a tablet out in the field. Pilot program on our first project went well, very well received, and everyone from construction to owner to engineer to everyone seemed to enjoy it. Tell me about that project. What was kind of the general scope of it? So that project was a 230 KV line in Madison, Mississippi. It was about 28 miles long. It was a new greenfield construction. We did parallel a 500 line. We crossed under a 500 KV line a couple of times. We had about a year to construct it and we finished it on time and hit a budget. So now I'm picturing, you know, our construction managers or, or crew foremen out there that have to build this line. And instead of those prints and their tools and hard hats and safety glasses and all that, now they've got a tablet or, or some other type device. Do they need any kind of special training? Do they have to be tech savvy uh, to, to implement this tool on one of their jobs? Not at all. I mean, just as long as they know how to open Google Earth and they, all they're doing is clicking on and off different statuses to you know change the status of the project. So training could take 10 to 15 minutes and they would be able to understand exactly what they, or they need to do to keep that construction status going for everyone to see. Now you mentioned this is in the cloud, correct? correct. Where all this, this data is sitting. All right, well, you know, it doesn't take long sometimes for us to, to have some spotty internet service or to lose connection and so on. Does the tool just run aground? If you're out there in the middle of nowhere and, and you just can't get a good signal, how do you handle that? So you can sync the, the whole SharePoint to your hard drive and have it on your laptop or on your tablet. Um, and then once you go out to the field, if you lose the signal, you still have the latest version that was synced to your computer or desktop at, before you left that area that had Wi-Fi. So if you're out there all day, the only thing you're going to miss is if some kind of revision happened from the time you left the Wi-Fi spot till the time you get back. Once you get back and your computer syncs again to the data on shared drive, then you're getting all the updated information at that point. So um, the other thing you could do is if you know you're going to a remote area that you don't have access, you could still print the drawings, still have the paper drawings for those couple of poles or sections that you may be working on that day. Okay, so some utility guy out there is, is hearing this thing, and man, this, this, this sounds pretty neat. I, I want to give this a try in my project. What kind of steps do they have to take to, to implement this? What kind of work would your team have to go through now to do it for, for a different project, for a different utility? Yeah, so a different utility, it may take a little bit of time just to set it up. Depends on you know what information they want to see in the model and what they typically see on their drawings. And then we could set up our PLSCAD staking table to match exactly what they want there. Once we do it the first time, then the next time it's already set up. All we're doing is inputting the data for that project, and it's, it's a touch of a button that you know may take a couple of minutes, and we're, we're spitting out that IKMZ that we're talking about. And literally from, from that get-go, they would get that same construction status, that same real-time update. That's correct. That you had on your first project. That's right. And it's very customizable. You know, the way we do it for one customer is not necessarily the way we have to do it for another customer. We can add things. We can remove things. We can pretty much do whatever we wanted to do to, to make it attractive to anyone. And I'm thinking, too, that then they can share this somehow with whoever needs to see this back in their office, be it their, their managers or their executives even, 
if it's some big project and it as commonly is, they're talking about risk. Mm-hmm. So if somebody wants to check in how that project's going, it's important to them, or there's some, some landowner issues. We know that's, that's always a frequent concern. Other things, maybe timing or whatever, they can just share this around the office. Everybody can kind of see literally at a glance where this project is in real time. Uh, we typically set up a guest account for our customers to, uh, to go in and open up that KMZ. We can set up multiple guest accounts so we can kind of keep track of who's actually opening it and looking at it. And it would be a read-only avenue. That way nobody can really mess up the file as they were opening it and just kind of cruising around. So it sounds like if they're ready to, to give this a whirl, all they have to do is contact you, and they could be up and running in, in short order. Yes, that's correct. About how long do you think it would take that first project to get to a point where you're kind of starting to get some of that information coming out of it? It depends on the length of the project, depends on you know how much data they want to put in it. So, I mean, but within a couple of months, I think we could get a pretty good idea. Once we design the line, massaging the data to get it into that IKMZ style would probably take a month. Uh, so we're not talking about a lot of time. So it sounds like if they had a design, they're waiting on materials to come in, <laughs> procuring after the design. You could have this tool up and running to be ready once that material is starting to hit the site. That's correct. Well, that sounds great. I think that holds a lot of advantage for, for how we build lines in our industry. And uh, I think everybody's going to see the benefits of, of having a tool like that. I want to thank you for being on the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Congratulations to you and your team. I think this is quite a development. Thank you. Kurt's team at Empirical developed an impressive tool for modern-day construction packages that delivers information to the field in a much more accurate and efficient way. It also gives real-time construction status to literally anybody in the organization from anywhere because of this information being stored in the cloud. I think the beauty is that there's so much more information and data embedded within the tool and located specifically at that geographic location, be it the spot for a pole or a road crossing, whatever the case may be, you can see it right there and and drill down to all of your drawings, all of your documents on that data. And then at the end of the project, it's all being stored as is, including photos of that actual site. I think also it's, it's neat in that it keeps the engineering side and the construction side together and in sync because it's always going to be the latest revision. As things change throughout the life of a project, which always happens, both parties will be working in sync on the latest document. To me, this is a great example of how Empirical's engineers are bringing technology not only to the power industry, but in this case specifically to the construction phase of these large capital projects, a phase that maybe hasn't seen the same level of technology penetration that the engineering side has. The best part of this is that it's been proven, as you heard him say, on an actual 28-mile 230KV line. Now, if you want to request a demo or put this to use on your line project, go to empirical.com, click the podcast link, and fill out your information. Thanks for tuning in. You certainly help us keep this podcast going, and we'll see you next time. Well, that about wraps up this edition of the PowerTech Podcast. If you haven't yet, please log in to wherever you've subscribed to the podcast and both rate this show and leave a comment as that really helps new subscribers in the power industry to find us. Also, for more free insights on bringing technology to the power industry, make sure to visit Empirical.com. We post free white papers, articles, and all of our previous podcasts there. Plus, you can register for a free 3D strategy planning session call with one of our 3D planning specialists. Again, you can do all of that and much more at Empirical.com. Please stay tuned and join us for the next episode of the PowerTech Podcast. 
And until next time, keep engineering powerful solutions.